0: The world is on the brink of world war war. Three Russia has gone to war with Ukraine, but the question for you and a question for me is how will you survive when the fiery trials and tribulations come knocking on your door? Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot and you're listening to the Lucas Scrobot Show where we uncover purpose, pursue truth and own the future. Episode 271. It is February 24th, 2022 and I'm very grateful to be here with you today. I'm bummed that we missed February 22nd, 2022 to 22 But alas, we did. As I said, we are talking today about how you and I can survive World War III, how you and I can survive fiery trials that are coming in our life. This is part of uncovering our purpose and walking in truth. There are ways, there are things that we can do in the midst of trials and tribulations, in the midst of hardships, in the midst of global wars, that there are things that we can do that will either keep us out of fulfilling and walking in our purpose and our destiny, the things that we were designed and created on this earth to do. And there's things that we can do that will further open up doors to allow us to walk out our purpose, to walk out our destiny, to walk out the very reason that you and I were born and placed in this day, in this hour, in this age, in whatever city and town you're in there is a there's a purpose for you a destiny for you but we can choose by what actions we take by the way we posture our hearts we can step into those fields of purpose and destiny or we can keep ourselves locked out of the promises for us we can keep ourselves on the outside Of the promises and the destinies that are designed for you. This is the uncovering our purpose. Well, the way that we uncover purpose is by walking in truth, because truth is the gate that leads us to the fields of purpose. Truth, living and walking out, truth is the gate let us enter into our purpose, depending on how we live, how we respond to different situ- situations. So we, um, personally, my family has been in uh, two weeks of blistering, blistering, fiery trials. And uh, the trials are not just coming on our family, but clearly they're coming on the world. As I said, Russia has declared war against the Ukraine, they have Russian forces have invaded Ukraine by air, land, and sea this on Thursday, which is today, uh, confirming the worst fears that have been uh, been drumming up and fear quote unquote fear mongering over the last uh, number of weeks. We will have an interview, inshallah, this coming week uh, about exactly what is happening in Ukraine and Russia from our correspondents on the ground in Russia, Tim Kirby, who's been on the show a number of times. We're working to put that together. But yeah, full-scale inv- in, in invasion from Putin, from Russia into the Ukraine. NATO is on high alert. Uh, people clearly afraid, worried, saying World War Three is on the full brink. I, I personally wonder if we're going to see something that is as drastic as World War III. But as we said, the downfall, the the complete pulling out of the United States from Afghanistan was only the beginning of shakings that we would see and a very uh, widespread change in the geopolitical powers across the earth. We have been witnessing it, uh, and we're witnessing it again now with Russia annexing and and taking parts of Ukraine, or attempting to at least. And many people think that this is going to encourage China to do the same thing with Taiwan and to essentially invade Taiwan and take and annex Taiwan as part of China, which Taiwan has been very adamant to try to find allies to defend and protect themselves. But right now it doesn't look like America would do anything about it. And, and really, as much as sometimes I hate it, and as much as sometimes many people hate it, America really has been a bulwark in the world superpower, in keeping other nations from going to war in places like Taiwan or Ukraine. We have seen a very drastic shift in policy from uh, President Biden's administration, and his policy is: we are just not going to get involved. We are going to pull back, and we are we are going to set ourselves not as a world superpower, but we are going to set ourselves as just one of the gang. And maybe that maybe that isn't so bad. Maybe that is, in some ways, a good idea to not for America not to be so interventionary. To not always be meddling in other people's business, but when they don't, they get just an equally bad rap that America didn't intervene in whatever crisis or war. So I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn on what what America should or should not do in this situation. But nonetheless, it it from Afghanistan on, it really does show that America is and the Biden administration is taking a different stance and the world powers know China knows Russia knows that it is not the it's not the America that it was 20 years ago and the policies of the Biden administration are not the same as the policies of maybe what the Trump administration or the previous administrations would have done it is a Fair game. We'll see if NATO will hold back Putin and his forces in Ukraine. But we will get into those nitty gritty details on another show. But today I want to talk about how you and I can survive. How you and I can survive fiery trials and tribulations because they are coming to the earth. They are already here on the earth. They are coming to our lives. If you've not experienced a Good fiery trial in a long time. um take my word for it. fiery trials are fiery. oftentimes we think of trials and we think of you know a cute game show on a reality TV game show we have to match the right pieces or find the right unlock the right treasure or clues or it's like a Hollywood movie you gotta unlock the safe in time and oh no I might not I might not make it but fiery trials are are truly fiery when they hit our lives. And normally when you, when you're not just going through the normal hardships of life, but they're, they're, actual seasons that we are brought into of testing, of being tried, of hardships, of sorrows, of tribulations. It's not just one thing that comes. It's, they come in waves all at one time wave after wave after wave, crashing and crushing and testing and seeing what you are made of. Well, my family just went through, and it's not not out of it. It's not out of it yet, a a, a really fiery trial. I think it's it's probably one of the hardest trials that we have gone through as a family, and I apologize for, maybe I apologize, I don't know if I apologize for this episode probably being a little bit more personal than normal. As you know, I I rarely share a lot of personal anecdotes um on this show. But the reason that I missed last week week's episode was because as a family, we have been going through incredibly hard and in trying uh season and trials. And the the first thing that we have been that I've been holding on to, my family's been holding on to in the midst of it, is don't be surprised. There's a there's a A famous passage, scripture, says, Don't be surprised when fiery trials come upon you as if something strange is happening to you. Don't be surprised when World War III comes upon you as something strange is happening to you. Don't don't be surprised. And yet, whenever fiery trials come upon my life, I am shocked. I'm stupefied. I'm like, Oh my goodness, something's going on in my life. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> it, it feels that way. It feels like we're going to die. And the question, though, for you and I is how do we persevere? How do we conquer? How do we make it through these fiery trials to the other side, being stronger, being more sure about who we are? being more sure about the, the, the character and the nature of God, being more sure about our relationship between whether it's our children or our spouse. How? Well, the first, the first thing when we're facing a trial is that you hope, and you better make sure that the reason that you're facing a trial is not because of your own stupidity. Because there's a a number of trials that are out there. There's trials because you stupid. And I've been in trials because I stupid. Let's all all admit, we do stupid things and we face stupid trials. Those are just natural, you you reap what you sow consequences. You make a bad decision and you reap bad consequences. Then you got to deal with them. I have those in my life more often than I would like. Then there are the other trials where it's, you're just a bad person. You're, you're stealing, you're killing people, you're wicked, you're evil, you're bringing a whole bunch of darkness into your your world and your life, whether it's through the things you listen, through the things you, you watch, the way that you talk to people, the way that you interact with the people around you. Uh, maybe you're just an evil person, a wicked person. Well, you will face trials and tribulations from from the way that you behave, from, the, from the, your demeanor, you will face trials and tribulations from that if you're a, a wicked person, a wicked individual that, that rejects wisdom, that rejects truth. So I hope that you're not suffering trials and tribulations from that. But then there is a third kind of trial that we face, and those are trials and tribulations because of our goodness, because of our righteousness, because we love God. We can face trials and tribulations for that because you're choosing to stand up for the right thing. I've I have mentioned this last year. I faced many trials and tribulations because I decided to stand up for what I believed, which is being against a genocide in a context that's all pro a certain genocide. Not all. I have many. I have many friends who are not pro. Uh, pro terrorist organizations such as Hamas, many friends. So it's not a total blanket statement, just want to clarify that. But there's a, a, a many trials and tribulations that came from that. There is many trials and tribulations that came from the the work that we did in Afghanistan and the work that we did here on the show talking about it. A lot of kickback, a lot of trials. So you can face trials and suffering because you're doing the right thing. In fact, if you're not facing any sort of trials in your life and you haven't for a long time and everything's just kind of going smooth, you're going with the flow and you don't really have anyone that's disagreeing with you. Everyone agrees with you and everything's going great. You don't really have any real enemies that are fighting against you or saying things against you or pushing you to go in the wrong direction, that should be a warning sign. The warning sign is you're going with the flow, that you're just totally going with the masses and you're not thinking for yourself. That is a situation where you might want to wake up a little bit and be like, wait, wait a minute, why does no one ever disagree with me on anything and I'm just going with the masses? That is not a a great place to be. But when you face trials because of the will of God, because you are in the place that you're supposed to be, because if, if you are in the place that you are supposed to be, you will face resistance, you will face fear, you will fa- face friction and hardship, things coming up against you. And these are the sufferings according to the will of God because you're doing and living your life out in obedience you're living your life out in humility in being generous to those around you in turning the other cheek forgiving your enemies these are all these are all behaviors truths that open the doors to our purpose and our destiny forgiving forgiving our enemies blessing our enemies if you if you choose to live that sort of life to bless your enemies you're going to face a lot of you're going to face a lot of hate a lot of hate people don't like that but when we are facing those trials because of the good things that we're doing and it's a season of testing how will you endure well the solution the key, and it's not a, a one-two-punch key, but it is to entrust your soul to your creator and to continue doing good. Do In the midst of hardships and trials, when you've done everything to stand, continue to stand. Continue to do good. Do not grow weary. Now, as I said, we have been going through... Uh, yeah probably one one of the hardest seasons this last year and most acutely in this last two weeks where uh we we went in to find out the gender of our fourteen week old baby and we we were given tragic news um very tragic news that we had lost our child at fourteen weeks that kicked off um you know, an excruciatingly painful week, which then was compounded by our entire family getting laid out sick with fevers and throwing up, and, you know, four kids just in bed for a week, and my wife and I just in bed for a week, just laid out, discouraged, beat down, isolated, alone. There's nothing anyone can do to help you because. You're sick and your kids are sick and no one can take that away and can't even, even people wanted to come and help, they, they couldn't because you're sick. And then in the midst of it, you're, you're dealing with pain and suffering, and sorrow and grief. And my wife and I have been wrestling through and asking, how do we, how do we overcome this fiery trial? Because it is a fiery trial. Where, where it feels more than just the, the natural circumstances of hardships of life, but it feels like we're being put through a fire. And one of the things that we have held onto as a truth and as a principle is to not live and not be led based by, on our emotions to not be led based on emotions. I could easily be led based on my emotions right now and just totally give up on life and become depressed and discouraged and adopt a very negative view of my life and my circumstances. But instead of being led by our emotions, which change day in, day out, depending on our circumstances, we must be led by eyes of faith. We must be led by the promises that we believe are over our lives, that by the destiny that we believe are over our lives. We must be led by knowing, knowing in the the faithfulness of the one who created us, knowing and believing and trusting in the love of the one who created us in God. And it's when we are led from that perspective, from from living out of a place of what we cannot see, not what we can see. Because when we live by what we can see, and we're like, "Oh my goodness, it's World war, war three. The stock market's crashing, crypto's crashing. Canada has just gone off the deep end. Uh, the, the everything is going wrong in my life." When we live by what we can see we can't lead. We can't lead ourselves. We can't lead lead others. We are then relegated to lives of trying to fill ourselves with the comfort of this age, trying to get through the week, get through the day. But when we step into seeing a future that is not and living and believing as though it is, then we become leaders. And not only are we able to lead ourselves into those fields, but we can lead other people into the fields of their destiny. And that is who we are. And that is how we will own our futures. That is how I will own my future is not being led by my emotions, but being led by the things that I see with the eyes of my heart, the vision that's before me and the promises that I know are over my life and over each and every one of our lives, that all things work together for the good of those who love God. I know this is a little preachy, but this is kind of preachy to myself, and hopefully it's encouraging to you. So when we face suffering, not just face a hard a hard day, but when we face real suffering, that suffering will produce endurance in us if we choose to endure. And then that endurance will produce character in us if we choose to persevere. And that character in us creates hope, not just hope for us, but hope for other people, and it gives us the ability to lead. And that hope won't put us to shame. That hope won't leave us in a pit of discouragement because God is love and God loves us and will care for us even in the midst of suffering and hardship and sorrow. So this is a slightly different than normal episode. I realize that. We have we do have a Weaver and Loom quote, which uh, is the kind of antithesis to the point that we've been making so far, but it, it still ties in. Um, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. This is a value for value podcast. We don't have massive sponsors buying ad space here on the show, but the way that we stay on the internet, the way that we stay on the air is by listeners like you giving the value they got out of the show, back to the show, whether it's in monetary form or in other forms. I don't know other forms. So you can give hard, cold fiat by visiting our website at lucascrobot.com backslash support, or you can listen on a podcast 2.0 certified app like Breeze or Sphinx, or PodFriend, and you can load up your Bitcoin wallets there, and you can stream Satoshi's one sets and two sets as you listen. Don't go away. We will be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Luma, part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives so that we can own our future and weave our destiny. Now, we've been talking about perseverance through suffering and hardship and grief and sorrow. And as I've said, we have probably, this feels, really feels like one of the hardest trials that I have been through, um, at least in a significant amount of time. And the flip side that I often hear when I when I say we must live lives that are not based on what we see, that are not based on the emotions that are leading us, we can't be led by our emotions. We have to be led by faith. Many times people will kick back and be like, "Well, then you know you're just kind of like that fake, yuppie, happy-go-lucky." everything's always great you just shove your emotions down underneath the carpet until one day it explodes everywhere with your bitterness and anger and hurt and sorrow and depression you can't just pretend that you're happy all the time and i agree you can't just pretend you can't just pretend that you're happy all the time if you live your life in that way well you're fake you're not living in truth you're not living honestly, you're not living and actually dealing with the emotions that are presented in front of you. So actually before, the week before our fiery trial, we were, my wife and I, we were having a conversation with some people just about this very topic, about what do you do when you're faced with trials and tribulations? How do you persevere through? And in fact, just before my wife and I found out uh, the tragic, tragic news, heartbreaking news that has really just crushed crushed our hearts and souls. We were sitting in the waiting room together, and we were talking about how even in the midst of hardships, we have to be led by faith. We have to be led from a an eternal perspective, not an not a temporal perspective. We have to be led by something that is far greater than ourselves, that is lasting, not just how we feel day in, day out, week in, week out, season in, season out. Because it's when we are led by that eternal perspective that we can not only lead ourselves, but we can lead others. But that brings us to the quote for today, which is uh, from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, where Jesus Christ said, "'Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted.'" Now, this is the the verse that was kind of thrown back as an antithesis to saying, live by eyes of faith, don't live by your emotions in front of you. And the the argument was, well, blessed are those who mourn, and that you have to— by being a person who mourns and allows yourself to mourn, well— that leads you into truth. And I agree. I totally agree. But I want to look. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall have an eternal pity party? No. For they shall eternally be de- depressed? No. For they shall just fill themselves with the comforts of and the, of this world to try to soothe their pain? No. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. In order to be comforted, we must have hope, hope must come. So, when we are when we allow ourselves to mourn, what happens is our perspectives begin to change and they're lifted up. When we allow God to enter into our suffering and our mourning and our grief and our sorrows, we are then able to be comforted and that comforting is a lifting up of our eyes where we, we begin to see and believe again in the goodness of the love of God for our lives. And we then begin to live out of that perspective of who God is in our lives, not who I am in my life. Because if I was to live by who I am and my capabilities and, and my strengths and my weaknesses, my goodness, I would never have any, any sort of hope and definitely would not be comforted. But is, it is the mourning that opens us up and allowing God to come in opens us up for the transformational power to go from despair and depression to transcend that into seeing something from a heavenly perspective. And in the midst of hardships, sufferings, and trials, not just for you, but for people around you, you need to develop that muscle of being able to lead from a heavenly perspective, from an eternal perspective that brings hope and encouragement and strength to all those around you because that is how you can own your future. And I do not say that from a place of uh, knowing all the right things or preaching at you. Rather, I wanted to break off this this bit of uh, immense pain and suffering that I'm going through, my family's going through, and offer it to you and say that in the midst of possible World War III, in the midst of hardships that you're facing in your family or your personal life or your health or in your workplace, and you're feeling like you're going through a trial and a tribulation, I want to encourage you, encourage you to remain steadfast, to not grow weary and doing good, and to entrust yourself and trust your soul to a faithful creator while doing good. That while, when, when your enemies are pressing up against you and berating you and cursing you and hurting you, when people who you love are betraying you and turning their backs on you, do not grow weary in doing good and entrust your soul to your creator and continue to love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. Begin and continue to trust in the promises, even though they tarry, even though they wait, even though you don't see them today, or maybe not tomorrow. But hold on to those promises, and don't give up hope, because that is what separates. That is what separates People who enter into their destiny, enter into the promises of their life, and those who stay out. And that is that is a gate of truth that enters, that allows us to enter into our purpose and our destiny. Well, that's all for this episode. If you want to enter further into your purpose and your destiny, you can do that by sharing this show with someone who you know is also suffering, struggling and going through a difficult time in the midst of World War 3. <laughs> oh my. Well, that's all you if you have a, any questions, you can WhatsApp me at plus +12029220220 and be happy to answer those questions right here on the show. Remember, you are someone that goes out and lives out truth to allow you to enter into the field of your destiny and your purpose. So go out this week and own the future.